If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to another episode of Box Trick. I am your host, Matt Brady. Joining me once again is Mr. Adam Tigerbaum, uh, Funk Master Adam. You know, I, what are we going by these days? Well, I changed my my Twitter handle uh, recently to what I, th- I think will finally be my definitive Twitter handle. I, I, I got I'm just so indecisive with this stuff. But now it's uh, King of Funk style. But, you know, we could still go with... Adam okay. Tiger Bomb, hey. AT, yeah, okay. you know. AT, King of Funk, <laughs> Funk Master okay. Adam. Okay, you know, that's you know. just that's just the handle. That's every, just, every, you know, it, that's it's, all it's, it is. It's ever ever evolving. You know, I like it. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully this will be like my. It's kind of like the tyrant of Resident Evil. It just yeah. goes through different stages, and hopefully this will be like my, my last time ever changing. Right. I'm sorry. Your, fin- your sorry, final form. It's, it's your final form. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we are going to be doing some E3 roundup, talking about all the games. Well, not all the games, but uh, a lot of games and certainly the ones that we are most excited for here. I have a huge list of games. We obviously aren't going to you know, talk about every single one, um, but we're just going to kind of go through a little bit and uh, talk about stuff. So I thought we'd kind of start, Adam, with uh, I think what was the first press conference I was at least paying attention to, which was the EA press conference. Um, and really the, the two big games I kind of got out of that were, were uh, Star Wars uh, Fallen yes. Order, the Jedi Fallen yes. or Fallen Order one. Yeah. Oh, my God. I That game, I... Oh, my God. I can't even begin to describe how I feel about it. I will admit... Probably a little nervous at first because I just didn't know what to expect. And this was a game they had been in talks about doing for a while now, you know. And at first I think it was going to be like multiplayer. I don't know what the deal was. And then they came out and said it was going to be single player. You know how um, EA is with like uh, with their business practices, with right. microtransactions <laughs> and stuff like and, and not not to mention um, – I'm a Battlefront 2 fan. I still play Battlefront 2, but that was a mess when uh, it first started. So we kind of just didn't know really what to expect here, but we've got this new, fresh, uh, single-player experience. And um, another takeaway for me here is the character. His likeliness is based on uh, Cameron uh, Monaghan, who uh, was in a show I used to watch all the time, which was uh, Shameless. He was... um, I didn't watch Gotham. But he was on Gotham, as um, I think it was the Joker. Mm-hmm. But um, so so, that, so that's great, you know, for him now to be involved in the Star Wars universe, um, like this. But I am stoked about this 
man oh my god i can't wait for it to come out <laughs> yeah i mean it looks like this generation's version of the force unleashed that's just immediately yeah. what i what i saw and i loved the force unleashed back in the day um both i think the first one was a lot better than the second one and they were both relatively Agreed. they were both relatively short but they were they were still a lot of fun and um that's just immediately what i saw uh it's it's set in the star wars universe so you know it's 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 going to we're going to be fighting stormtroopers uh, it's gonna be a Star Wars game. I mean, it's single player Star Wars on the PS4 is the easiest way to describe it, and that's something that I'm pretty much always down for. Absolutely, you know, I a lot of games are so focused on a multiplayer aspect, which is fine. I'm not saying there's anything uh, wrong with that, um, but it's nice to have again something that's fresh, and we're having a nice single player campaign just to feed more Star Wars lore. To us, especially in a time where, once again, Star Wars is hitting a big uh, boom period, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that there's um, yet Saul Guerrero in the game. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like we're seeing him and his band of rebels before they're kind of more radicalized as we see them in Rogue One. Just a great movie, by the way. Arguably one of my top five favorite Star oh, Wars absolutely. movies. But, but um, I also like the fact that I mean, if if I've noticed anything in the Star Wars franchise is that when we get a new movie or we get a new game, there's always some kind of new trooper type that we're kind of just introduced to. Mm-hmm. But with the way it's introduced is kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a new scout trooper, blah, blah, blah. It's like they've been here the whole time or whatever. But one takeaway for me here that I liked was at one point, I forget the new uh, Jedi's name that... Cameron Monaghan's supposed to be. I think it's like Cal something. Mm-hmm. I something like that, yeah. But but um, he he's in there and he's fighting what they're called um Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. I think they're called Inquisitor Troopers, and they've kind of got like those like that double staff kind of thing going, which is cool. But what I liked was when Saul Guerrero arrives and first sees him, he goes, "I've never seen a trooper like that before." So it's like you're acknowledging that the Empire <laughs> is working on a new means to take on their enemies it's not kind of like oh yeah watch out for inquisitors they've always been here the whole time you know what i mean so i I like um, that you know it's kind of like they thought about it yeah yeah no i think i think it looks cool one of the things i think um that i'm gonna enjoy about it is you touched touched on the fact that you played battlefront 2 Um, oh yeah and in Battlefront 2, they had the the main campaign replayed as Iden Versio from the Inferno Squad. Right. There was a book that came up before it because they're now actually including these video games as canon material. And um, I don't know if we're going to get a book. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, but, you know, maybe they were waiting to reveal that they had the game. So I hope it would be kind of cool if we get a little bit of backstory on this character in a book as Agreed. well. Because uh, yeah. I read I read it. I Actually, I did the... I did the audiobook of Inferno Squad, and it was narrated by the woman who plays Aiden in the game. Oh. Yeah, it was really cool. And so they, that was a really cool tie-in in the audiobook of the Inferno Squad book, and it leads up to the Inferno Squad campaign in the game. So I don't think I think if you play Battlefront 2, you wouldn't have to have read the book. But I think if you do, it's just it, it's, it, it's tied in really well. So I hope that we get something like that for this game. I think that'd be really cool. Star Wars books were always good at that, too, though, like bridging mm-hmm. um, the canon like that and everything. And I think they did it not not for a game, but uh, with Rogue One. Uh, they came out with the the Catalyst, 
mm-hmm. which I think takes place before Rogue One. I didn't read it, but I heard it was uh, a really good book. So so that's cool. So yeah, I mean, getting one for this once again, I not only think it would be beneficial for the game for us to get more invested in this character we're supposed to play as, but yeah. again, it it will kind of enrich the Star Wars uh, lore. The gameplay looks absolutely fluid, and you know your um, your comparison to Force Unleashed, I think, is highly highly accurate. It's like a more like a hyperbolic version. Mm-hmm of it i i feel and um the one thing i could not stand was i had to turn the comments off uh oh yeah because because people will look for any reason to hate on something to find any like little flaw and people are like oh the lightsaber mechanics are off or oh you should have more dismemberment sure you might have seen a lost hand here or there and everything but that's not truly what star wars was like all about you, you know what I mean, and it's like I saw nothing absolutely wrong with the gameplay mechanics. This, right. this looks like because again, this is something they've been working on uh, for for years, and like I remember seeing um, game footage that by this point is arguably even been removed from what we're seeing now. Not to mention, this game still is not finished. Right. By the way, right, right, right. And I think that's another th- thing people need to take into account. But for what we're seeing. It's like you could have fooled me because it looked so good right there. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I'm I'm super pumped for this. Uh, I'm again to me, it's it's just it's the it's the PS4 version of the Force Unleashed, uh, yeah. except that we got we got the Force Unleashed at the beginning of the PS3 360 life cycle. And I remember I remember seeing the trailers for that and looking at the gameplay engine, which was like blowing my mind. Right. Because you're talking about going from like the PS2 to the Xbox 360 era and seeing them like throw somebody through a table and seeing like the like they showed the engine and you know like oh you throw somebody into a tree and the tree will break at the right spot and so you know i just that's what like the force unleashed for me has always just been like it was like this technical marvel back in the day and that's how i feel about this game this game i think this game looks amazing i think it looks really good even for being late in the ps4s you know life cycle i mean we're, 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 we'll talk a little bit later about the the new xbox and the ps4 but I don't know. I'm pumped for it. So uh, there was another Star Wars game announced at the uh, conference, and that is Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I, mean, I don't know if it's going to be a new adaptation of Lego Star Wars one and two, which so already exist, and then what you know what they had in the Lego Force Unleashed. I don't know if it's going to be a combination or if it's like a new game, and they're just going to kind of do their kind of redo all that stuff. I don't know. I, I kind of thought it would just be like an addition, really. But the way I see it is, hey, you just can't go wrong with another um, Star Wars Lego game, in yeah. my opinion. But what I find funny about this whole thing, though, is um, it's a conversation I think I've had with my brother uh, quite a bit. Uh, you know, this, this Skywalker saga of movies, which right. has gotten Lego games and stuff, goes in with, obviously... You know the prequels and the um, Galactic Civil War, the, you know the original trilogy and stuff like that. And you know they had that big release after Lego Star Wars one and two, where it's the complete saga. It's like that's obsolete now. That that, mm-hmm. that name, is. you know, it it's is. Kind of it is. Like, it is. Yeah. You just can't come out with more now. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, now it's the Skywalker saga. So, 
Yeah, um, no, but si- sign me up though. Sign me up. For oh both yeah, of them. I love the Lego games. Yeah. Lego Marvel is my favorite of all the Lego games. I think it's it's really good. The first Lego Marvel. Um, okay, so let's shift gears here. We're going to talk a little bit about the Xbox uh, conference because it was second. We're going to save Square Enix and Nintendo kind of for last because I think that's where you and I have the most uh, to talk about. Yeah. So <laughs> some of the things I saw that were kind of cool at the Xbox conference, and they may have been shown to other places too, but just uh, what I saw. Um, my I have to say Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, it's like it, to me, I just saw it in passing. It seemed like they're making a Diablo type Minecraft game. Yeah, yeah. How about that? <laughs> and I only I only saw a few screenshots of it, but I was like, wow, that actually looks kind of cool. It's not coming out until next year, but uh, I just I don't know why. It just caught my eye, and I was, remembered it, and so I just I made a note of it. Did you Did you see any footage of that? I saw like a, a little bits and pieces of gameplay here and there, and what basically what I took note of with this is um i mean i i dabbled in the original minecraft it wasn't something i was super invested into but it was a concept i liked you know like i i was like when i was a kid growing up it's like i i've always just liked building things i was big on legos and that's just kind of how i viewed minecraft dabbled in it a little bit and i knew this was a game i was going to kind of become obsessed with so i stepped away from it but um what you know my ultimate takeaway from that game that they showed is um you know minecraft's been a staple in gaming for a while now probably over 10 years probably i think Mm -hmm. something like that and just i think for minecraft fans that haven't really played that kind of style of game before this is kind of a good gateway uh to maybe expand your you know if you like that that new minecraft coming out hey Maybe you'll want to play something like Diablo 3 on your Switch mm-hmm. or something like that. So, you know, it's interesting concept. It, you know, it's a way to grow the franchise. So why not? Yeah, you know, Minecraft for me was a game that I, I looked at and I was just like, I I should never let myself play that. Uh, I, <laughs> I know. It's, it's like... the same way I feel about The Sims where it's like, I love The Sims. I just, I just, I, I can't. I, I'll go, I'll get way too deep. You know, you and I, we, you and I are big wrestling fans. And uh, yeah. so obviously I'm sure we both play a lot of wrestling games. And for me, it's like the, the amount of time that I spend in character customization is forget way, about is, it. Oh is my way God. More, is way more time. And that's it with everything. I, back going back to playing Tony Hawk pro skater back in the day, making my skater. I was always like, no, I want this knee pad. You know, always just switching everything up and try to explore every nook and cranny you can to right. make any kind of ultimate creation. But it's like whether you, you know, like sometimes you want to make a creation based off of you. So it's like personal to you or sometimes. Sometimes you might just have like other ideas, you know, you might want to make alternate suits like like in wrestling games. Maybe mm-hmm. you might want to make alternate costumes for other people that like, oh, they wore this, but they haven't put it into the game, though. So, like, let me do that, you know, and you like you're just trying to like push it uh, to its limit. Dude, I even go back to some of those older PS1 games and try to explore like every nook and cranny I can like find mm-hmm. in those games just to see what I could do in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I'm right, uh, right there with you. Um, okay, so they're making a Blair Witch game. Okay, this I don't know too much about, but like I heard about it. Yeah, though. so what I saw just a few uh, screenshots of it. It looks to me like it's going to be kind of in a way similar to Outlast, like it's going to be a first person uh, horror game. So, okay. I've se- have you seen the Blair Witch movie? I actually haven't, believe it or not. Oh no. wow, you should watch it. Um, I mean, it it was cool for what it was back in the day, and 
um, stuff like that. And I watched it, and I still thought it was kind of, it was kind of scary. The ending is, I don't know, it, it is what it is. I'll say that. But uh, <laughs> I, well, some people think it's really scary. Some people think it's really dumb. So um, that's what uh, like that's split decision. I always heard though. Right. It's yeah. Like, some people are like, oh my god, and some people are like, that was stupid. Right. Like, yeah. But I, I don't. I still don't know what it is. Yeah. Yet, well, I won't. So well, like, I, won't okay. I won't spoil it. So, <laughs> so I mean, maybe you play the game and then and then you figure it out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just really bizarre that somebody is uh, making it, and I I I don't think it's going to do well commercially. But you never know. We'll see. Um, okay. So the next g- big game, arguably, I would say the top in the top three games or top two, um, uh, shown at E three was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah. Is this one of your big and three you want to talk about? It isn't exactly. Gotcha. I mean, it's a game I'm interested in, but, I mean, the Keanu Reeves reveal, man. Just... Yeah, and he has the second most uh, spoken dialogue in the game. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that is great. Yeah, that was. I saw that on Twitter today, and I was like, what? So, well, yeah, so it's going to be the, a big deal. The one thing that I did kind of like about that, though, was – um, Johnny Mnemonic. Did you ever watch Johnny Mnemonic? No, like that no. was a, that was a big cyberpunk movie in the nineties, and I, so I just kind of thought it was kind of fitting for like okay, like now he's in this cyberpunk game and it's like he's kind of got like a history in that and like in acting, you know. I mean Johnny Mnemonic's not hackers, but that's a whole different right. topic. For it, to me, time, to me, it but... reminds me of um, like I mean same type of Fifth Element. Like just yeah, just the world, it. just the world that they're in. I'm like, oh yeah, I could get down on this. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to sell, you know, incredibly, incredibly well. Uh, it's made by CD Projekt Red, right? The same people who make The Witcher. This that, is like their new. That's it. Yeah, yes, this is, it a, is this is a brand new thing. And uh, we'll speak. We'll talk a little bit about The Witcher later, but uh, yeah. So I think Cyberpunk 2077 easily probably in the top three of everybody shown there at. Uh, E three every everything I've seen of it looks awesome, uh, you know I can't wait. To well, get, like most of, what most appeals up. for you for for cyberpunk, like what like what what's like the big thing for you with that? Game, oh, I just know. I I like the world, like the world that it's in, and uh, you know, for me is like I like that futuristic style. I think the art style, like the bright colors, the neon, all that stuff. I I that's that's what I like. I so like I played a lot of Destiny. And I always thought, like, running, like, for me, I played a lot of my favorite Destiny. Destiny was always running around the main kind of area. And it's like this kind of, it's not, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, dystopian. But it is that kind of futuristic, I don't know, I like, I like futuristic games. Yeah, no, for sure. And what I like about that kind of, um, that kind of, like, world building for Cyberpunk is, like, it's futuristic. But at the same time. Like, you know, you have people with cyborg enhancements and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and kind of futuristic-looking cars and everything. But as far as, like, buildings and stuff and everything goes, it's sort of kind of, like, a little bit postmodern, so it Mm -hmm. kind of looks almost kind of normal. So it kind of, like, builds somewhat kind of, like, a believable, like, cyberpunk future. It kind of reminds me of, like, Looper, like the film Looper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that, like, you know, like, hover bikes kind of looked almost like motorcycles and stuff like that in that, in that film and everything. And I liked that. I, I was like, okay. Like, it, it's, it's kind of relatable in a sense. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, st- I'm, I'm excited for it. So we got a yeah. little bit of ways to go for it, though. But. Yeah. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's next year. It's not even coming out. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, but it has yeah. been ex- it has been announced for like 
PS4, Xbox One, though, and everything, though, right? Like, it's not... For... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not an exclusive, yeah. Yeah. Well, so... Sony was Sony didn't even like... show up, so... I don't know. I thought it would... With you the know, way I don't know with the way they were pushing it, I thought to myself it might come out for like PS5 or even or something like that. But yeah, but you never know. Well, it's possible. Depends on. Uh, well, no, because it's it's coming out. I think it's early next year, and so Xbox is coming out. Like Xbox pretty much said next next holiday. For we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get to the we'll get to project. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Battletoads. You know, much like they're making a new Streets of Rage game, they're making a new Battletoads game. It's got that cool art. The artistic style. Um, I suck at the original Battletoads. I think much like uh, everybody. So there's Fun that. fact: I never played Battletoads. It's brutally hard. Play the Genesis version, though. <laughs> that is a beatable version. Um, okay. Yeah, the Genesis version you can beat. The any original <laughs> NES version is like that's not happening. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, Age of Empires Two Definitive Edition, which is awesome. I love me some old okay. school Age of Empires. And then I already talked about Lego Star Wars. So this is one of my my big ones. Uh, Dragon Ball Project Z, which is now kind of officially called Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Okay, I think I missed this one. Okay, so they showed a trailer for it. Um, was it at the Game Awards earlier this year? Or maybe it was just announced, or it would have been last year. And it's going to be a Dragon Ball kind of open world action adventure game i think going just into the frieza saga Ooh, yeah it looks pretty awesome uh and it looks like they haven't explained exactly how flying around in combat's gonna work but the combat looks like you're playing xenoverse so you're so clearly it's it's gonna oh okay yeah so i don't know if you're gonna go into like rpg type battle screens and you just fight people um but I don't know. I think it looks freaking awesome. I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, so you know, it's any right. Any, yeah. So that's so for me, that's like an instant buy. I'll be buying that, and there's gonna be zero zero uh, issue with that. So it's interesting because like you've had the um, you know in the past, I I can remember the line of um, Budokai games, which mm-hmm. which I loved. Um, but man, I, they they are really really pushing a lot more like real quality DBZ games lately. I know, absolutely insane. Well, it's just getting bigger and bigger. Super's been very, very successful for them. I, so. I really got to watch Super. I still have to actually finish DBZ itself. Wow. I got up to the Cell Saga and I stopped. Yeah, you definitely you definitely need to Whoops. watch Whoops. <laughs> Don't at me, internet, please. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. There's just too much to watch and too many games as well. Uh, okay. All right. I just had to pull. I had to pull up one more thing here. Um, yeah. Okay. So then we have uh, Gears of War Five, which okay. Okay. <sighs> Is this one of your big games? Well, no. I've only played the first Gears of War, but I thought it was really, really cool that they're doing the Terminator skin thing. Yes. I I thought that I I don't know why I'm like I just like it. I like the I I'm just a Terminator guy, so I was I, like I just saw that and I was just like. That looks awesome. I, I I I don't know why you guys are doing that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. Microsoft's conference in, in general, I thought was yeah. I'll well, I'll wait. I'll just I'll wait. I'll wait until we're until we're done. <laughs> until, until we're done. Gears Five to me was eh, it's another Gears of War game, which is kind of disappointing because I loved the first three. I loved 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 the first three back in the Xbox 360. Um, then they showed showed off some Xbox Xbox Elite uh, Two controller, which I will say. 
having played on an Xbox 360 or an Xbox One Elite controller and played on a PS4 controller, and even, like even the Nintendo Switch controller, the Xbox Elite controller is easily the best. I mean, that thing feels like a you like it, it is obviously a, a, a premium price, but it feels like a premium device. Uh, I I don't know if you've played played used one or not, but like I've gone through like four PS4 controllers. They just don't hold up very well. And like I've the, never heard anything good about the PS4 controllers. They're not very. Honest. They're I mean they're comfortable, but they're just, they, their battery life sucks, and they're, they're just not very good. I have a standard Xbox One S controller, and I've never had an issue with it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not that, but um, what's what's the starting price for it? So. Oh, I think it's like I think it's like two hundred. Not it can't be two hundred bucks, but it's certainly over a hundred bucks. Yikes! Yeah, but I mean, you well, know, I mean, if you're you get what you pay for, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can do all so. all kinds of different stuff to it. So, um, then we saw Forza Horizon Four, which is crazy to think about that we're even on Forza Horizon Four slash Lego Speed Champions. I did think yeah. that was kind of cool. I did, I did, I did think that was kind of cool. Oh, they're bringing Lego to Forza. Like, how do we? Forza was always a game. Especially an Xbox game that I've always like wanted to, you know, dip my, you know, dip your toe into the pool. Be careful. It's all about. <laughs> <It's just laughs> I like mu- racing games. And, much, uh, much like The Sims and, um, you know, like Stardew Valley, Minecraft, you will spend a ton of time in it because they're they're oh, great. I mean, everyone is a, like a great game. Yeah, and. Now we have these Lego cars added into it, so it's just like, oh boy, this is just gonna uh, f- more fuel for the fire, basically. Yeah, but uh, a cool addition. So yeah, again, why not? Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, so we had Fancy Star Online Two is finally coming to the West, and it's coming. Okay. Xbox. Okay. This is this is one for me. This Whoa. is co- all right. All right. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Um, I've just actually only really gotten into fantasy star i'm playing through the first one right now oh okay. i was fantasy I was star out- online or fantasy no star? like like the first fantasy star oh, okay. first fantasy star ever but um i didn't know what fantasy star was until the first fantasy star online came out all those years ago on the dreamcast on the dreamcast and then it got ported to the gamecube yes i remember and that's when i remembered it i missed it during the dreamcast era i had a gamecube and i saw that but like I didn't understand how to do all the online stuff back then. I was so young. But I saw it, and I remember like looking through magazines at it, and it was like this cool sci-fi, but also somewhat medieval at the same time. I was like, okay, this is really interesting. It's got its own identity. I was out um, like a month ago or so at one of the, one of the local game stores, um, like a couple of towns over, and on the Game Boy Advance, they had the Fantasy Star collection for like $10. And I was just like, well, this is a good opportunity as any. It's the first three Fantasy Stars on one cartridge for $10. So I picked it up for my Game Boy Advance, and I'm playing through the first one, and I'm just like, wow. I'm like, this is an awesome game. It does not hold your hand. It's brutal. And now Fantasy Star Online 2 is coming out, and I'm really into this game right now. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I am going to have to get this now because I missed out on the first one. And, you know, uh, online gaming has evolved so much since then. It'll be so much more accessible to me. So sign me up. I will probably be getting this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played a ton of PSO on the GameCube with uh, you know my, my buddies Tim and Thomas who have been on the podcast before. 
I mean, those are the guys that played hours and hours and hours. And my friend, my one of my buddies, Justin, who I, I've, I've talked about before, he is like PSO is like his thing. He's he's like downloaded uh, English packs to play the uh, like English hacks of the game to play PSO uh pso2 in english like and he's and he's like yeah i cannot believe they're finally bringing it over he's like at this point i it seems almost like a dumb idea because it's it's like they've missed it but he's like i'm still gonna play it so it's crazy because a lot of i don't know what it was and i think it might have been with that genesis collection that came out on the ps4 as well because i think some of the fantasies not not fantasy star online but a couple of the earlier fantasy stars I think Fantasy Star 4 was on it or something like that. But I don't know. I feel like the community for Fantasy Star fans has been a bit, like, real outspoken lately. I I just mean, like, a lot more people are talking about it lately. And it's just kind of coincidental that now, after all, after this, you know, they decided to, like, I guess they've been listening and realized there's a market for Fantasy Star Online, too. And they pulled the trigger on it. So, um... I got to look more into it still, but I was just like, all right, it's now or never for me to uh, step into this realm and see what the, what, the craze hey, hey. is all about. Yeah. PSO so. or fantasy star for, you know, for the like master system and Genesis, you go back to those games. The first four are really, really good. They're really good RPGs. And what's if, so challenging about it is like, you have no maps no. or anything. And it's kind of like, it's one of those games where it's like you really need to like talk to every character in the game to like but you still have to like they'll tell give you hints and stuff but they're not holding your hand. You really got to like figure out on your own and think for yourself like where do I go? What do I do? And it's situations where it's just like I had to look up a guide for certain things and I'm thinking to myself, I never would have thought to do this <laughs> in this situation. Like, what is this? Like, I mean that in a good way because it's hard. So it's a good journey. But it's like, I don't know if Fantasy Star Online is going to be like that. And if it is, pray to God, help me. <laughs> but, but yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited too. Uh, what, else, uh, what else do we have here for the Xbox? Uh, Elden Ring, which is uh, brought to us from the guys at From Software and George R.R. R. Martin. They didn't show any. Oh right! They didn't show any gameplay footage. They just showed us a a small teaser. So it's you know George R. R. Martin who loves to kill people. I'm obviously a big Game of Thrones fan, and the guys that make the Dark Souls game. So my guess is that you will be dying all of the time in this game. Probably, probably, probably. Yeah. So yeah, but there's not. They didn't really show a lot, but uh, that's what they only showed. Okay, so then they talked a little bit about the new Xbox. And some of the the projects Scarlet, they talked about you know GDDR six RAM and it's gonna be one of the fastest you know APUs and, and processors. They didn't show any gameplay footage or anything, but what we've started to see from Sony, who's been showing off details of the PS five, is that the 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 speed like loading times. They showed a speed loading time of um of Spider Man running on the PS four and Spider Man running on the PS five, and it's like zero. So these next consoles, I feel like, are going to be very powerful. Wow, I was just like, "Why did this?" You said that right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're. Just, I mean, yeah, they're. They're. I think they're going to be super powerful because this generation, the PS4, Xbox One generation, while the consoles are really powerful, they came out at a weird time because console generations are usually around five to six years. 
But due to kind of the economic downturn that we had uh, and just the fact that games were selling so well, the PS3, Xbox 360 generation lasted almost 10 years. It lasted way longer than it should have. So when we got the PS4, Xbox One, they weren't really that drastic of jumps in console performance. So now it's like, okay, now we're actually caught back up to where we should be. And so the next jump is going to be, I think, pretty significant. Now, this new Xbox, though, um, because there's there's also like this all digital Xbox coming out too. Yeah, I think that's a that's going to be an all digital Xbox like One X. Now, is this new Xbox also like still an Xbox One, or is it just a completely like? No, it's going to be thing. like the Xbox. Well, it's not like the Xbox Two because the Xbox Two is the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. And then the Xbox One is the Xbox Three, and then, yeah. So it's yeah. really Xbox Four uh, is the is the easiest way to describe. Okay, it. okay, because I I had this conversation with um with the with the um the owner of one of the stores, and I was like, "What do you think Microsoft's doing?" He goes, "I think they're just going to come out with new versions of the Xbox One, really." And I was just like, "Huh?" I was like, "That was an interesting take." So I wondered if that's what this was going to be, really. No, I th- it's it's their next console. It's all right, all but, new, baby. All right, now we know. But now that it's it's a different architecture. See, because consoles used to be different architecture than computers. The oh, yeah. X, the original Xbox was, and the X, original Xbox was actually much closer to a computer. But the 360 and like the PS3 ran on like, totally different architecture, uh, as well as Nintendo's always run on like their own their own system, their own. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now it's a lot easier to just port that stuff over, and backwards compatibility is a lot easier. Because it used to be like the PS2 essentially has a PS1 inside of it. And the PS3 could do backwards compatibility through really like software emulation. It's really weird. Uh, and it's like the Xbox, you just kind of basically download digital version. It's really weird. And so um, now it's just like, oh, now you, now you literally, it's like a computer. So it's just like, okay, pop in an old, old game into your computer and you can still load it. So that's, it should work and they've the xbox talked microsoft talked about how backwards compatibilities could be really important to them so we'll see uh but then they showed off a game uh you know they showed off some halo infinite which looked pretty cool but at this point i I actually missed the halo infinite i'm so disappointed in myself at this at this point it's like man halo is like you're gonna have to really do something to make it cool halo 3 i think and then reach Four and five kind of fell flat, so. Well, I'll I'll be I'll be honest. I I haven't played a Halo since Reach, but I I it's a series I try to keep up with just to see what's happening with it. Mm-hmm. So I told myself like try to watch the Halo, uh, segment if like if they show one, and I just didn't get to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's shift over to Ubisoft. Basically, just showed Watch Dogs. So and not really okay. not really a lot to talk about there. Yeah, I never really played Watch Dogs in general. I played the first one. I thought it was cool. I really liked it. The second one I didn't play. The third one, you know, I, at this point, it's really weird because Ubisoft has has in the past, the past couple of years, shown really cool stuff with Nintendo, but we didn't really get that. But who is doing a ton of cool stuff with Nintendo is Square Enix, and we oh, have boy. quite a bit to talk about with Square Enix. Some stuff that will come back up during the Nintendo conference, but we can talk about it here because I think. Adam, you and I both have this in our top three, you know, like top three most excited games. 
Um, so first and foremost, we saw the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh my god! Yeah, Ew. you know it was it was really funny. I was I was so my buddy Ezra, who's been on this podcast before, and I you know do bend the knee with and stuff like that. He doesn't really kind of know video games as, as nearly as well as I do, and I remember he has watched some of the past E3s with me. And go back to the E3 where the PS5 was coming out and the Xbox One was coming out, and it just seemed like Microsoft were going back and forth, like blow to blow. And the following year, we were watching the conferences, and Microsoft had, a, I think, a really good conference that year, so where they showed off uh, the first Forza Horizon for the Xbox One, and I want to say Sunset Overdrive, and so the, it was looking good. And so Sony's conference, and he was like, so what, he's like, you know, what would Sony have to do to win this? And I was like, well, you know, because I was explaining the whole deal. I was like, you got Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, they're all fighting each other, essentially. And um, he was like, okay. And so he was like, what would Sony have to do to win this conference? And I was like, well, I was like, he's like, what would be like the biggest game ever? I was like, either Shenmue 3 or Final Fantasy 7 Remade. And we got both of them in the same yeah. conference. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And they were like within like minutes of each other. And so uh, I'll get to Shenmue 3 because it's just, they didn't really show a lot of it at E3, but it's uh, it's one of my most excited for games ever. But the Final Fantasy VII remake trailer was amazing. Oh my God. And if you, I'm, do, I'm you remember, right now. do you remember, do you remember when they were showing off the PS3 originally? And E3, they, oh, they, they did a tech, they did a tech well. demo, and they said, this is yes. a tech demo. And it was Final Fantasy VII. It was the opening scene running on, like, remade it for the PS3. Oh, yeah. And, I remember that very well. You know, then they, they, they showed this again, and it was awesome. And it was like, this isn't a tech demo. This is, this is the real deal. And so I, we watched that, I watched that trailer at a couple E3s ago, and I was like, man, this looks great. And they said it was going to be episodic. And I got really disappointed. And then I started watching this, and I was like, yeah, I'm fine with it being episodic. And having having played Final Fantasy 15 and loving Final Fantasy 15, I think Final Fantasy 7 is going to work really, really well with that. Final Fantasy 15 was a really good game, and it's interesting because I'm, I was a little bit disappointed about the episodic thing too. I'm still kind of torn about it. But my thing was, um, I might have mentioned this um, on on the show before, but I used to hate Final Fantasy 7. I hated it. When I, I I think I first played Final Fantasy VII when I was like 12. So it was like a little bit after the game had come out. So so 12, so it was like 2001, 2002, maybe. And I, was, I played it and I just didn't get it. I just, it, wasn't, it had nothing to do with the older graphics or anything like that. I just did not get it. And I thought like, this is stupid. And just, I was tired of everyone just talking about Sephiroth. And Final Fantasy I liked all the Final Fantasy games, though. And then um, 15's about to come out, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, you know what? I really want to play this game. And I was just like, something came over me. was like, you got to play 7. You got to give it another shot, and you got to finish it. And I replayed through 7, and I was just like, this game is a masterpiece. I absolutely fell in love with the thing. I was like, oh, my God, love it. And I kind of thought to myself, you know, there were talks about it possibly being remade. And I'm like, well, I don't know if you should remake it now. And that I had this new appreciation. I was just like, and I truly realized how good it was. I was like, I don't think you should touch this. I was like, kind of just leave it the way it is. And what we saw 
I was like, yes, like, give us all of it, please. Like, <laughs> go ahead and remake it. Oh, my God, I did not realize I wanted this. But one thing that I did take in the mind with this, watching that gameplay, I realized, you know what? This is great for the new generation because there is no way they would have I, – I'm not, I don't mean this to take a shot. That gameplay is not aged well. I think no. a newer generation would have a really hard time and be very impatient with that older gameplay of Final Fantasy VII. So this is absolutely great. All the characters look phenomenal. I'm just like, let's do this, baby. <laughs> like, I am all in on the Final Fantasy VII remake for yeah. sure. How do, how many episodes do you think it's going to be, and how do you how do you think you're going to do it story wise? That is a good question. I feel like it might be. Hmm. Let's think here. Let's think. Three episodes. That's what I'm going. It was three discs. I'm calling three episodes. Three discs, and I'm. I'm. This is the way I'm. Can I pinpoint it? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. it might give away potential spoilers. Like, if you haven't played Final Fantasy, but um, first episode goes up to Aerith's death. Wow, okay. It seems kind of lengthy when you think about it that way, but um, that's that's the one for me. Um, that ep- episode two will possibly end um, when Cloud goes kind of into that comatose state, basically. Oh, okay. And then three follows kind of like the party. Like, when I played it, I don't know if this is the same way for everybody, but when I when I did this, like when Cloud was kind of in that state, you needed someone to take over the party. For me, it was Sid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, so episode three would probably start with like them, like like just someone in the party like taking a control until like Cloud gets better and you start to learn the true madness in Cloud's mind and stuff like that. And everything that really happens to him and just goes all the way up up to the end. That's kind of the, mm-hmm. the way I see it happening. So uh, here's how I think it's going to go. I, I'm with you on some of that stuff, but okay. uh, wh- what I, th- I think they're going to drastically change the story, like not the story, but they're, po- they're going to, they're going to cut out a lot of the stuff that you, <laughs> that you had to do in the game to get from point A to point B um, so I actually think the first game is entirely in Midgar. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna expand on it. I think you're gonna do way more stuff. I don't. I don't. I just right now the way I feel about it. You may not even leave Midgar. It may end with you with you leaving it and setting out. I could. I could see that. That's, yeah. I, I, I could see the changes because to, to be fair, despite I do think that original game is a masterpiece. Now there are some errors in it. Oh yeah. So it's probably them probably trying to like erase that. Maybe. Well, I just it's think like a lot of you, there's a ton of mini games and that stuff. Like I don't think you're gonna have the weird RTS section on the mountain where you get the Phoenix summon. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think there will be Golden Saucer at some point, but I think it'll be different. I don't think you're gonna get to do the stuff where you go down in like the submarine and you know they may kind of alter Sid's stuff where you're going into space and you know all the like the 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 spaceship so i I think a lot of that stuff's going to be kind of wheedled down um or whittled down you know it's just and so um that's how i think it's going to kind of go but i'm with you i think that so i think the first game is almost entirely in midgar i think the second game 
is Aerith's death, or it ends with Cloud going comatose, and then yeah, like the third one's the just the end. Now, um, <laughs> this is a silly question, but I want to know <laughs> for the mini game stuff. Do you think we're gonna get um? Cloud with the big muscle men in the uh, what was the oh, squad I hope competition? So. I hope so. <laughs> well, here's you know, a question for you: Are we gonna are oh. we gonna are we gonna get the the cloud in the uh, you know going dress? as in the dress? God, I hope so. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta get Don Cornelius action in here. We do, man. Don Cornelius. Um, here's a question for you: What's your favorite part of Final Fantasy VII? In general, oh man, I don't know. I uh, Final Fantasy VII is a game that. It's a very, very special place. A lot, of, a lot of definitive moments too. I feel for like. me, I don't know. I always liked. I always thought Vincent Valentine was cool, and I thought that like yeah. finding him was awesome in, in the house. I also like. Yes. I also like Yuffie a lot. Yeah, um, Yuffie was one of my uh, favorite characters actually. Yeah, um, I, I lo- she, she sort of reminds me of a character in an anime that might be like. Um, like Ed, in a sense, from Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Not like kind of in, in terms of like just like she could be kind of silly mm-hmm. at times or something. So I I don't know, but um, yeah, there's just so many moments. Uh, me personally, though, I think a lot of people might be surprised at this pick. I don't know, but for me, it's when Sid finally gets into space, right? And he kind of like looks out and he's like, you know, he finally made it. That was that was his dream. Yeah, and he got he, despite the circumstances were kind of dire. Right. Like, I oh you know up. maybe the maybe the weapons, like when when the weapon is attacking, I can't remember the name of the city that's got oh. the, the big that's got the big cannons. I just remember watching that that video and thinking this is awesome. And then yeah. the weapon that's that's charging Midgar. Now that they put the the cannon onto it, and it you know it, it, like just remember seeing those cutscenes and think this is awesome. I think another moment for me was again once you learn Cloud isn't who he really thought he was. Right. And you, you learn, you know, there's the reveal of Zack, and it, it, like you realize how because Cloud was so um, traumatized, he his mind kind of developed this madness to mask everything, and it, it, that's when I kind of realized this isn't the game I thought it was going to be. You know. So like it did a really good job at uh, tricking me, and it's it, it was just it was so good. It was kind of like it's kind of like the big reveal in um, Star Wars Old Republic, uh, Knights of the Republic. Yeah. you know when you find out you're the Dark Lord of the Sith, you were the whole time. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> like oh my god! <laughs> so yeah. So do you th- uh, have you have you ventured into any of the like extra content of Final Fantasy VII, like some of the side games and and like the movie Advent Children? I watched Advent Children. Um, oh man, it was such a long time ago. It was probably a little bit after. It's probably like a year after it came out. But I was still in my phase where I was like, I hate Final Fantasy VII. But the movie looked interesting, so I have to actually rewatch Advent Children now. Okay, because then, I because so you and then know, Dirge, Dirge of Cerberus. That's the game where you play as like Vincent. Is pretty good. Um, I really wish I played that game. Mm-hmm. I thought that game looked pretty interesting, but I heard so many mixed things about it. I was just yeah, like, Crisis, All right, I'm not Crisis Core is sweet. Well, I know Crisis Core is the sequel, but the I didn't PSP. have the PSP. It's a prequel, so, yeah, yeah so, it's really good. 
So I, I would like to play Crisis Core one day as well. Yeah. That, would, that would be kind of... Yeah, so I've only really done uh, like like Final Fantasy VII to its fullest extent now. Gotcha. So like, like that's really it. So I got I just kind of rewatch. Um, I want to rewatch Advent Children at this point. But um, what's your favorite Final to, Fantasy? Uh, it was nine, mm-hmm. but it might be seven now at this point. I think fifteen is up there too. I actually yeah. really enjoyed. 15 nine was a lot more nine was my favorite for really to. nine was my favorite for a really long time, and now I just I don't know fifteen. I don't know what it was. I just really loved it. Well, fifteen was another one of those games too, like seven, where it's like the deeper you got, was the more I started to realize this isn't the game I thought it was going to be either. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like when Noctis goes into the crystal, but when he comes out of it, there's like that time jump, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of pseudo apocalyptic in a sense, and they go into the town, and it's all, like, dark, and I was kind of just like, whoa, hold on a second. I was like, what is going on here? Who is it, Um, Artemis, Mm -hmm. I think? Oh, dude. Like, I knew he was bad news from the start, but, again, when you got deeper in, it was kind of just like, wow, dude, you're pretty twisted. Like, you are a true villain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whoa. So good. I actually got the... um, the the edition where you get um a Sephiroth sword actually oh yeah game. yeah yeah so that, I did as well I, I, I did as well yeah yeah I was like I couldn't pass that up so so yeah um I want to replay nine it's on Switch uh, yeah yeah it is I um I'm not gonna lie I kind of liked the movie Spirits Within oh see I've never I, seen I've never seen that that was actually um, it's interesting when that came out. Not to get too off track here, that came out around the, the time Final Fantasy IX came out, and um, Final Fantasy IX was like the first game, like I ever really like discovered in the Final Fantasy franchise. And then I went back and I played some of like the first one on like my uncle's uh, NES and stuff. But I I remember my aunt took me to see Spirits Within, and that was like my full on first experience with anything uh, Final Fantasy related and I was at the time when I was a kid I thought it was cool and then I got a little older and I thought eh mediocre at best and I kind of rewatched it again and I was like you know what I'm like this isn't so bad like it's interesting I mean it it is actually it was made by the creator of Final Fantasy 2 yeah so it has to give it some kind of uh, credibility you know it's 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 Final Fantasy is an anthology it's its own story set in kind of like but it's set like in our world, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, give it a whirl. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it. You know, I'll give it a shot at one at some point. Yeah. Um, speaking of Final Fantasy, we're getting Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Remastered. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. I played Crystal Chronicles back on uh, GameCube. <sighs> I did never finished it's, it. It's but... a game. It's a game I always saw, and I was always like, "Oh man, I want to play that." So I'm 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 looking forward to it. It's another one of those games where it's like there's character customization. Oh, okay. Not. Not that in depth, but it gives you options. Oh, okay. So you could kind of like tailor your your party to the way you see fit by creating your own characters and um, giving them names and stuff like that. So it's interesting. It's interesting. It's an interesting little game. Never finished it, but it was it was fun for what I uh, played through for it. Yeah. Uh, the Last of Us re the last oh, the Last of Us the Last Remnant remastered. Now that is a game. Uh, are you familiar with the Last Remnant? 
No, I'm not actually. Okay, so it was one of Square's first RPGs on the PS3 that wasn't a Final Fantasy game. And it was really mediocre, but it, like, the game in general is mediocre. But then it was, uh, it just didn't, it suffered from really poor performance. Like, even if you installed it, it was just, it's just not, not that great. Interesting. It's just, yeah, and so I think so the remastered version hopefully is, like, playable. Because, like, it's a, I mean, it's worth playing if you if you like RPGs, you like Square, I mean, you know, like Final Fantasy, you can play through it. I started to play it on the on the Xbox 360, and I just was at a time where I was playing so many other games that I was just like, eh, I can't really give this all the time in the world. But um, I think, you know, if, if, if you like that type of, if you like Final Fantasy X, you like the, that that era of RPG, I think it's, it's worth checking out. It's on Switch, too. Um, and then uh, we get into some big games here. Dragon Quest Builders 2. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> I got a little excited there, sorry, but <laughs> That's okay. Um, so did you I didn't I didn't play the first one. And no, I'm, neither did I. I'm really disappointed but, uh, because I, I just I just missed out on it. But now that the second one's coming out, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna go back and play the first one. But right, I'm uh, definitely getting the second. Well, the best part about the second one is is like you could play multiplayer now. Yeah. Um because when the first one came out, it came out on the PS4, it didn't have a PS4. And um, by the time it had come out for the Switch, I had already known a second one was going to be announced. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know when. And, you know, it's like it's 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 not a game that's set in any of that has nothing to do with any of the games of the main series. The first game, you're rebuilding the world of Alephgard, also known in uh, which is, I believe, the first it's in the first two Dragon Quest games. And. In Dragon Quest Three, you go after there after you beat like the first half of the game, and it's this—it's the Dark World. But uh, the first game, it's just you kind of like rebuilding Alephgard. Yeah, that—that's cool. But this second game looks like—I don't know if it's gonna have character customization because all the characters look pretty different from each other. Um, yeah, I, I would imagine you would. Like that would be pretty cool, you know, because it's gonna be—you're gonna be able to play online. With your friends, like you're, it's it's gonna be you and three people, so a party of four, you. But you're not rebuilding a Dragon Quest world at this point. You're creating your own Dragon Quest world now, so that's awesome. You defend your town against classic Dragon Quest monsters. It's got a first person mode. It's just what's not to like. I I think. Dragon Quest is one of those games, too, that was able to do side and spin-off games, I think, kind of well for itself. You have the Dragon Quest Monster series, which kind of follows that fashion of, uh, of Pokemon. Dragon Quest Heroes, which I've played and really enjoyed. Yeah, that's the hack and slash kind of version, and I think that was cool because you had the smash up of actual Dragon Quest characters. So that was, that was pretty good in its own right, I think. Um, but, you know, it had elements where it's like you level up your character and stuff like that too so that was cool and just you know dragon quest again is like it's like that sense of final fantasy where it's like every game is it's like it's an anthology unless it's specifically stating that it's a sequel of a game dragon quest one two and three kind of do follow each other to a degree but dragon quest three takes place before dragon quest one and two actually uh but for the most part all the other dragon quests are their own games but um 
for what Dragon Quest Builders 1 was, it was a game that I was like, okay, I would really like to play that one day, but now that we're getting two, I'm kind of just like, yeah, I'm just going to wait for this to come out onto uh, the Switch. So, Well, speaking yeah. of Dragon Quest games that I was just waiting to come out on the Switch. Uh, yeah, so yes. Yes. should we talk about it now or should we wait until we jump into Nintendo? Because there's a there's a Nintendo tie-in. There's one last game we need to talk about on Square Enix. I think I... Uh, let's wait it out. Okay, let's wait. Let's, let's wait. Uh, yeah, okay. Keep the train rolling. And yeah. let's, uh, okay, so... Um, uh, two games just really briefly. Romancing Saga 3 and Onaki? On- Onanakai? They showed, they showed some stuff for it uh, at, the la- at one of the last Nintendo Directs. It's going to be a Switch game. Looks pretty cool. I think it's going to be on other things as well. It's going It's going to be the same people who made like Lost Sphere and... Uh, oh, I remember God. Lost Sphere. Mm, what was it? Lost Sphere and the Chrono Trigger. Like They were going after that Chrono Trigger style. I Am Setsuna. So, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. So it, it looks it looks cool. Uh so then the, the last one which they showed which is kind of to mediocre uh reception was Marvel's Avengers. I mean I'm interested. Right. But I have to admit um the character models just look <laughs> that's the, that's the big life thing. So the funny Captain thing is, America's like decked out in SWAT gear. I know. I'm so like, so right. like the funny thing is that there there were two um, Marvel games shown. You know, we'll we'll talk about Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. But man, Ultimate yes. Alliance three, which I thought looked dumb the first time I saw it, I was like, God, oh, that just doesn't look fun. Now I'm like, wow, this looks awesome. And I'm, Marvel's Avengers, I think, looked bad. So I don't know. Maybe it's because Spider Man was so good for the PS4 that I look at this and I'm just like, I don't know. Seems kind of average. Yeah, I I'm gonna give it a chance, but like based on like what I'm seeing, like these enemies they're fighting, I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't know. This seems kind of like a little bit more slower paced than anything they've dealt with in the films. Yeah, I thought to myself, you're dealing with like what it looks like, kind of like this rogue SWAT like militarized group, right? Yeah. Unless it's something Hydra based, I I don't know. But it's, I was like, I don't know. I was expecting something a bit more um, otherworldly, I guess you yeah. could say. But um, all right, well, I will see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's just let, let's just, yeah. We're we're, we can, we're just it doesn't look like we're time. that. It's time. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so let's get to let's get let's get to the real deal here. So the Nintendo Direct. Oh my. God. Uh, start to finish, it was pretty great. So I te- I had texted you. Yeah, I know. We, 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 we were te- we were texting each other. So go crazy. I was going absolutely crazy. The game. So we were told we would be revealed one character in Smash, and I have to say I read some potential spoilers as to who the characters were, who who they could who they could have been, and this character was on the list. The second character we'll talk about at the end um, was not one of the characters, although it is one of the single most requested characters. And how they revealed that character I thought was hilarious. But we'll get to this one. So Nintendo Direct starts off. Oh, it's clearly Smash Brothers. We see Link and like Marth and Meta Knight fighting. And they had all the characters with swords. And yes. then here, here comes in, um, you know, basically the hero from Dragon Quest Eleven. And we hear the Dragon Quest music, and then it got so much better. 
because we got to see that, oh, it's not just the hero from Dragon Quest Eleven. Selectable skins from other heroes from the Dragon Quest series. Yeah, it's Dragon Quest Eight, Four, and Three. Yeah, I should have just three, said three, four, and eight. But um, the color, <laughs> the color change options make them look like some of the other characters as well. Other other characters as well. A li- a little bit too, and I think there's a power up move as well that brings in other heroes as well like, to like yeah, work the, the, together the ultra, for the like, ultra smash yeah yeah i because i'm such a dragon quest fan you know it's like i i i, I played three um i played some of seven i it's i i i've played a couple of side games just when you see the horse riding i thought oh it's probably gonna be like another zelda character or a fire emblem character which is fine and then Here's the hero of Dragon Quest Eleven, and I was like, "Whoa!" And then they start playing. So once I, the music hits, you're just like, "Yes!" Like it was such a great moment, and just Dragon Quest Eight, um, I felt like was a a great like I don't know. I felt like it helped popularize the series a bit more because that's finally right. when Square and Enix merged. You know, so that was the first Dragon Quest like released under mm-hmm. that merger, and I always liked the style of that hero. Seeing that was great. My favorite Dragon Quest game is three. So to see the hero of three, also known as um, Edric, mm-hmm. I was, my heart was like in my throat. Like I couldn't vocalize mm-hmm. properly. I I was sweating. I this is probably going to be the character I'm probably going to have to use. I just have so many fond memories of that that character. I'm going to try 11 out. 11's out as well, of course. It's probably going to be between Dragon Quest 11 and Dragon Quest 3 the most, but oh my god, that was just such a great introduction of those characters. Oh my god. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that was great. And I like I liked how you they have like the spell menus. Mm-hmm. Like that RPG menu comes up in the in, in the combat and everything. I thought that was so clever. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, and like each one, each skin gets like a specific like spell that can use. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's that really cool great. and and that's really interesting. But the thing that I um, you know, most excited me. So we we knew it was coming. I mean, it's not something that we it's not something that we we didn't know didn't exist was the fact that Dragon Quest is coming to the Switch. Dragon Quest right, Eleven is, right. is coming to the Switch. And so the fact that, you know, it followed it immediately, I was like, that's so like when I saw the character, I was excited, but I was like, I really want to see that Dragon Quest Eleven running on the Switch, uh, and get and finally get a release date, which we did. I think it's September twentieth, sometime around there. Twenty seventh, yeah. possibly some sometime in that in that area. Um, and so I'm going to be buying it right out the gate. The game, I'm actually really surprised at how well it looks on Switch. Obviously, they've toned the graphics down. And we've seen footage before, but this time we kind of got just that that, that confirmation and, um, you know, some new footage. So it was really cool to see that. And I'm super stoked for Dragon Quest XI. I, I am I'm buying it the, the day one, and I'm going to be playing the heck out of it. Yeah, that, that makes two of us, man. Like, again, a PS4 game, uh, I just I just I didn't have that option. And I kind of thought maybe it would come onto the Switch because it was released on the 3DS only in Japan. Right. And I, so I kind of thought just to myself, well, maybe someday they'll right. they'll have to do it and just well, and not only Smash reveal. Not only have. is it not only is it um, is it coming? Or was it released on the 3DS? But we're basically getting the 3DS version in the Switch version, where you get to yes. switch between 3D and 2D, which is awesome. 
Right, yeah, so you, exactly. Um, the PS4 uh, version did not have that. Where on the Switch, it's like, yeah, you can play 3D, but if you want that classic, like, 2D style from, like, the older Dragon Quest games on, like, either, like, Super Famicom or the Game Boy editions, boom, you can switch it. Right. And I thought that was one of the you, most clever. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder how that's going to work. I haven't. I haven't watched any more footage of that. But the interesting thing would be if that's how you fast travel, uh, because you know you just move Ooh. a lot quicker on huh. on a map, right? You know, because like, oh, if if there's like weird, there's going to be. I'm sure there's going to be so many glitches. If you can just switch back and forth between that, like in Halo, the Master Chief version, you could on the fly switch between graphics, right? You could switch between what it looked like on the 360 right. and what it looks like now when they redid it, and right. or what it looked like on the original Xbox, and then when they the new the new graphics stuff, right, right, yeah. yeah. And so I'm wondering if 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 you can do that on the fly. Because that would be awesome. Because that way, you know, it's like well, moving like you know on a on a map on like a, an old two D map, like you move way quicker because there's less space to cover, and like that if that would be a way that you could like fast travel and stuff like that. I'm sure if it if it does work like that, you could do the change completely change gameplay style on the fly. Man, who knows what that what that could be like? It actually has me thinking to myself, which way am I gonna play this? You, now you can play I'll it probably twice. I'll, I'll probably. I'll probably just be doing a lot of switching back and forth, probably if I if right. that's the option it gives us, you know. Yeah, you. So. I wonder. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember if it said you have to switch back and forth or you have to pick from the beginning. But either way, it'd be it'd be cool. So, yeah, I'll be buying that the second it, it came out. Um. All right. Following that was Luigi's Mansion Three, which is another game. It's like you didn't even need to show me gameplay footage of. Like I know I'm getting it. <laughs> you know, it's like some of these some of these yeah. games. It's like all I need to know is that this game exists. I don't need any more like footage or anything else. I know I'm gonna get it. I know I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah, I. It was a series like, cause cause you have the original. I I missed out on that. Oh God, it's so good. And um, the original is now ported to 3ds. If you want to check out, the it original. is. And there's a there's a sequel on the 3ds. The sequel is right? a 3DS game, yep. Luigi's Mansion, so, Dark Moon. Yeah, so what I think is also so great about this is just like, okay, we got Super Mario Odyssey, which is a marvel of a game. Um, But I like the fact that, you know, Nintendo's not afraid to dip its toe into the water and try these other, like, spin-off Mario games so these other characters get their own identity and you know it it works you know it kind of gives me hope that maybe in the future hey maybe we'll get a a new WarioWare game specially tailored for the switch or maybe just a new like wario land wario world game maybe who knows because this luigi's mansion 3 looks <laughs> it looks great man and the things you can do with it like slamming ghosts and like sucking them up and oh my god so good. So good. I'm probably going to get it. But I would probably still like to play the first two before I do that. But I got time. Yeah. Uh, the first time. one The first one is really good. It's I wouldn't say it's open world. It's just open mansion. The second one is more like mission-based. Um, and it, I think that this one looks like it's going to be going back to that, like, you're just in one mansion, walking around. You have to um, – yeah, it's, it's weird to call it Metroidvania, but it is. You need to go back and forth and – you know, you unlock oh. you un, you unlock a power that later will get lets you get through a door or something like that. So, um, 
It's good. It's it's good. The the first one's great. If either if you if you find it on GameCube, which should be relatively easy. It's not like it's rare or anything. And or um you find the there you go get the 3DS version of the original. I would recommend playing that over the second the second one. But um yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3. I'm going to be checking it out obviously. Uh follow that we had Dark Crystal Tactics, which I know that Dark Crystal is a thing. I guess I didn't know that Netflix owned it now. It's like an older book series or something. Huh. I don't know. Okay. I just saw it I just saw it in the in the in the trailer. Uh, I am sure some people were excited about that, but uh yeah. they're like, "All right, we got to get this weird one out of here." Um then we had some more Link's Awakening footage. Yes, yeah. yeah that, that um, all about I, that. I didn't play a lot of Zelda, but I'm all about it. Yeah. Count me in. Yep. I love the art style. I love that he looks like the the elf from Rudolph. I'm in. I'm going to get the Amiibo, the whole thing. Link's Awakening. <laughs> the elf from Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That that's what he, That's exactly what he looks like. Yeah, Herbie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, totally, it. it's totally what he looks like. Oh, man. Uh, so then we, uh, after that, we had Trials of Mana and Collection of Mana. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I never really played the, the original um, uh, mana, mana game. I obviously played Secret of Mana. And I haven't played the remastered Secret of Mana, but I'm surprised that hasn't come to Switch yet. But I guess maybe this is why, because this collection is coming out. I guess um, so, The yeah. collection and then Trials of Mana, uh, I'm kind of unfamiliar with, but the Trials of Mana remake that they showed looks super cool. And I watched a bunch of gameplay footage of that, and that looks like a game I want to check out. The collection of Mana I would get, but it's like $40. On the Switch eShop, and I'm like, I like Secret of Mana, but I don't like Secret of Mana enough to pay forty dollars for it. When maybe Especially someday for a digital version, yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, you can go get on Steam the freaking remastered version for twenty bucks. So, uh, so not not worth it. Um, but the new one, the new remake of Trials of Mana, looks cool. Then we saw Witcher Three, which has been super super teased. Uh, and you know, people are complaining about the graphics and stuff like that. And they're basically like, look, like we ported this thing to the switch, get over it. Just like, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the most demanding graphical games there is. The fact that it's going to be on switch is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Um, it's a game that I've always meant to get to. I mean, I probably could have just got it on my Xbox anyway, but, um, I'm, I, I guess I'm just interested to see how it will be received on the Switch when it, we actually uh, get to its release. So, so I, I, I I bought the, the Witcher 3. So I, I have the Witcher 1 and 2. I've just never really played them. Um, mm-hmm. and, but everyone's like, the Witcher 3 is like one of the greatest games ever made. And I have it on PS4, but I just never played it. And so I feel like, oh, if I had it on Switch, this is the thing that I love about the Switch. Oh, I can play it wherever I want, like on the couch or whatever. Then I'll probably put more time into it. So... I may check it out uh, at some point. If, you know, if I can get it for like twenty bucks or something, I'm probably not going to buy it at launch, but eventually. Then we saw a little bit more footage of Fire Emblem Three Houses, which again is another one of these games that you don't even need to tell me. I'm getting it. Like, lot, sign me up. Fire Emblem. Yep, I'm down. Yeah, uh, Fire Emblem was one of those games. It was another series that I missed out on, but that trailer, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will play that. Sign that me up. Good. Sign me up. It's great. Uh, Resident Evil 5 and 6 will be joining yeah. all the other ones on, on the Switch. You and I should get this, Adam. We should get, I think we so. Should get five. We should, I, we should get five. Because I've, we've talked about this before. 
Resident Evil 5 is a bad experience by yourself, but a great yeah. experience playing with someone. And you know what? It fills the, the void for me because it's the only main series Resident Evil game I've never finished. Five? Yeah. Yeah, five never five would five. be hard unless you're so I played it with like with some friends. I played it with with a friend and we plowed we plowed through and I enjoyed it. I mean I was like, oh what is it? Then I tried to play it by myself and I was just like, God, Sheva's just so awful, you know, like um six is much better by yourself. Six was a good game. I yeah. genuinely enjoyed Six's story, but I happened to play through that whole game, all all of the scenarios with a friend of mine, and it was one of the most one of the most best co-op experiences I've had in a video game. Mm-hmm. I think I and that, and five is the same way, except six is obviously their shorter campaigns because there's three different ones. Right, 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 exactly. And I'm sure it's probably the gold version, so you get the extra stuff and the five as well, so you get the extra Ooh. mission, I would have to imagine. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want more uh, talk on Resident Evil, Adam and I actually did a full episode talking about our favorite Resident Evil games, so you can check that out. Yeah, that that was a good one. That was a lot of fun. Um, that was a lot of fun, that with, episode. With five, though, when you said, like, the extra mission, is that the one where, like, Chris and Joe go yeah. to the, yeah, uh, in the, the estate? Yeah, I would cool. have to I, imagine I, that it would be the complete version. Yeah, that's, like, the really – that's the only real incentive for me to, to play five at this point because when I originally played five, that hadn't come out yet. Yeah. That, that little um, expansion. little expansion, it. yeah. So, yeah. Um, no More Heroes 3 – I've never really played the No More Heroes games, but no, nah, me neither. I'm, for those people, uh, Damon X Machina. Again, I played the demo. Uh, once I saw it, I was like, "It's like basically Armored Core." I was like, "Sign me up." Yeah, I, that looked really good. I pl- that caught my interest. Yeah, I played the demo. So. It play it plays really well. Uh, I think, um, uh, you know, again, I'll be I'll be buying that when that comes out at some point. I'll have to play the demo, I guess, too. Then, yeah, it's it's worth. Yeah, play the demo. It's pretty cool. It's free. It's on the it's on Switch eShop. Nice. You get to play like two or three missions. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Um, then we saw, and I was losing my mind. Panzer Dragoon. They're remaking yeah, the original how about Panzer that? Dragoon. Whoa! Yeah, originally came out on the Saturn. I played a lot of Panzer Dragoon Orda on the Xbox. Uh, the original Xbox. Panzer Dragoon is a if you like Star Fox. If you're kind of unfamiliar with this game, if you like Star Fox, you'll probably like Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, Panzer Dragoon was. Again, a game I never played, but it was it was one of those series I always like saw it. I was like, that looks great. That looks just absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so um, I I think um, now is it a remake or is or, I think it's a remake. Like a... I, I think it's a remake okay. of the original. Well, either way, it's got to be a reboot of the series, though, right? In general, yeah. right? I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's I I think that's I think that's good for it because we haven't seen a. a Legends of Dragoon game in, in how long? Panzer Dragoon. Right? Yeah, Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God, yeah. if there was a Legend of Dragoon, I'd be, like, <laughs> losing my mind. Yeah, I got, I got those titles. That's, right a, that's okay, but, yeah. Uh, but um, you're kind of, like, revitalizing a series that hasn't s- mm-hmm. seen life in a while. So that's good for it. And maybe, in turn, um, it could just spawn new games in general for the for the series yeah so uh yeah absolutely uh so okay so then we saw a game that 
Didn't get a lot of time at E3 because I got a ton of time last week, and that is Pokemon Sword and Shield. And Adam, you and I have oh. not actually talked about Pokemon Sword and Shield, so we'll obviously can take this opportunity to, to now. You and I were texting each other back and forth, man, about the <laughs> about this. I mean, so I, I mean, what are you, what are your kind of thoughts of Sword and Shield so far? Well, here's what I gotta say. I mean, it's kind of crazy how, like, dude, we were there for the beginning of this whole franchise, mm-hmm. Red, Blue, and just, here we are, like, I'm 30 years old, and the first, like, real console Pokemon game is here, it's real, and I'm just like, look, X and Y... Sun and Moon, look, you, for for the handhelds, you guys really evolved the games, but there was no real... Especially, I didn't finish Sun and Moon, so I can't really say anything for Sun and Moon. I think it's because X and Y had no real substance for me that it just, like, just killed it. I haven't been this excited for a Pokemon game probably since Diamond and Pearl, Black and White, which is a considerable amount of time ago. It just... Oh my god, this this world, we're getting, like, arguably Breath of the Wild exploration. To see Pokemon walking around on the map for the first time, and it's kind of got, like, that, um, that JRPG experience where it's just, like, you can pick to engage what you want to engage. Like, you run into the Pokemon, and then you engage it in battle, and it's like, you can either fight it or catch it. You know, to see Snorlax walking around in the wild, I was like, whoa. Having the weather-based system, which is definitely a carryover from other games. So, it's you know, it's a system that they've been working on for a while now. But, you know, it's a newer game, so it might be perfected even uh, better. I just, this is a big, massive Pokemon experience. And gyms are back. This is, this is going to be something, man. This is... Like, I I feel like this is like um, it's like the tales of like Ulysses and like Pokemon, you know, like you're going on this odyssey. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah, you know. Oh my god! So I did I did an episode where I was uh just a quick reaction to it um w- yeah. when it came out, and one of the things I talked about was I love that there is this area where you can like the central area that's kind of free roaming. Because it reminds me of it reminds me so much of Xenoblade the Xenoblade series, okay. Where and I didn't really play Xenoblade Chronicles until after I'd played Xenoblade Chronicles X, and so in Xenoblade Chronicles X, one of the things is you you get out to this huge open world and you're running around and you'll see like you know level five monsters right and you're like oh okay cool I'll go I'll go fight like this wolf type thing, and then you're like running down a hill and you see this like enormous like you know dinosaur like flying monster that's like level 99 you're like i'm not going anywhere near that thing (laughs) but it just it just makes the world feel alive because they're all over the place and so i think that's one of the coolest things with with pokemon sword and shield um i think that it was smart to do the dynamax that way they don't have to really focus on uh mega evolutions for all the characters and i like that it's kind of a limited a limited period of time 
Uh, I like that they're basically in soccer stadiums and they said, well, they need to be big enough to support Dynamax. Everyone's super upset that it seems like they got rid of the national Pokedex. So you may not be able to use all of the Pokemon in this. I'm sure you will be able to at some point. Let's you know, let's just calm down. I'm I'm sure that that yeah that maybe I'll give an update update or something. Line. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm sure that's coming. If there's one thing Nintendo wants you to do, it's be able to spend money on all of the Pokemon. Let's you know let's let's not like act like they're doing this. You know, as a as a design choice, it's probably just a, a, a we want to get a Pokemon game out choice. We don't have time to get them all in. So I'm sure that's coming. But I think it looks great. Like you said, Breath of the Wild. I am I am all in on this game are you gonna get sword or shield i'm gonna get shield well i think it's awesome that mascot for sword is like this little dog running around with the sword in its mouth that's so awesome i just i like the bulky um more defensive Mm -hmm. style of um shields um legendary pokemon and it's funny because as i gotten older and delved into the pokemon games i've become a more like defensive player actually Mm -hmm. too so i think that might be another reason why it kind of like beckoned uh to me uh, in a sense the whole dynamax thing i i like that i mean i I liked the mega evolutions but the the word dynamax itself kind of makes me laugh because i feel like you like it's like you're going to the like you go to the gym brah you dynamax brah it's like what is this like like steroids kind of like that's just like i think of everyone's like i want a dynamax whale lord because you know whale lord's already like the biggest pokemon oh my god (laughs) oh my god like there's like there's so many memes right now of whale of like dynamax whale lord he's like sitting like in outer space like above like the earth you know just like uh, yeah th- there's already like the one meme of whale lord itself when it uses like body slam on pikachu right. or whatever yeah. and that's this yeah but i i just um i wonder though because like we didn't see anything of this at all right. but i wonder if we'll get like a like a like a deeper story like mm-hmm. oh i think just going after the badges like no i think there is i think oh i'm sure yeah I'm, 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 um I'm still trying to learn the names of the new Pokemon oh, that were revealed to us. I know I'm starting with um uh, Swabble though. I'm starting with Swabble. The water right? type. Let's go for the water types. Yeah. See, I see. Yeah. That's funny because you, you said you're, I've I've always leaned towards like Pokemon Blue, right? So I went, I got Blue and then Silver, and then I got X. But then I usually sometimes, well, I don't know. Some, I usually go Water, but or or fire, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, grass is never the one I go, I go for, but, uh, no, I never but this grass. one I'm, go, I'm going They're... Grookey, man. I don't know what it is about the little guy. I just say, yeah, I want, I want Grookey. This makes like what? I think the second monkey type Pokemon starter. I think we get Infernape or yeah. was it? I yeah. I think, uh, well, it's Chimchar. Chimchar first, and he I turns into Infernape. Yeah. So I think that was the first, well, that's into, fourth yeah. gen. So that's diamond pro platinum. But, um, I'm go- There's never a Pokemon game where I didn't pick a water as my starter first, and then if I replayed that game, maybe I'd pick a fighter and dabble with yeah. that. In blue and uh, blue, fire, red, I and mean, blue but... and red, I have, I have gone all three. I mean, I like them all. I, you know, I, I have, I, I like, I like them all. Venusaur, it's great. Charizard, Bulbasaur, or uh, Blastoise. Either way, you know, they're all great. It's just. I can't believe we finally got here, and they, the the graphics are kind of like borderline cartoony, but I think it looks good for um, oh yeah a console version of of Pokemon. You know, you've taken the advancements you've made in the handheld, and you've kind of like just jacked it up 
times like a thousand basically um you know it's still the same battle system and everything which which is fine what i like about that is while some jrpgs like their combat systems have evolved this is a classic jrpg system that i think pokemon has managed to keep alive and well after x amount of mm -hmm. years something that goes back to arguably the first jrpgs of the 80s you know so i'm you know i'm not against that um i just kind of hope I'm hopeful that this that the story is gonna have uh, some substance mm -hmm. to it uh, for the most part. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's just it's great to be excited for Pokemon. Absolutely, again, all in all, yeah. is what I could say. Um, okay, uh, let's move on. Astral Chain. This game is from Platinum. The more I see of it, the more I'm intrigued. Okay, so what's this one all about? I don't really recall. So this is the one. It's kind of like a futuristic. Uh, it's basically Nintendo's version of Cyberpunk, you know, twenty seventy seven. Uh, is what I'm is, okay. is what I'm calling. It. It's made by made by Platinum. Um, so if you, you know, think like Bayonetta type uh, oh, action, okay. but you're in kind of like this futuristic world. Uh, do uh, just check it out. Check out a trailer or something of it, and you, you you'll be like, oh yeah, 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 I remember this. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks super cool. I think it's coming out later this this year. Uh, then we move on to Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is a game when I saw the first gameplay of I was like, this looks bad. But the more I see of it, the more I am intrigued, and I'm pretty sure I'll probably end up getting this one. No, I'm definitely getting it, and um, I'm more excited about this one than the uh, Avengers game. I have fond memories of playing the first Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I don't even remember if I played the second one mm -hmm. or not, but count me in. Yep, this I'm getting. Who's your, who's your, who's your like, who's kind of your go-to Marvel superhero? Well, in the first one, I was Spider-Man, mm -hmm. and I was I I remember like unlocking all the costumes, but um, I did like Captain America a little bit too, so I'm probably gonna dabble with that a bit with with either one of those mm -hmm. options. Yeah, I um, always lean towards. You know, we'll see what else the game offers. Though. I always lean towards the X-Men, so. I don't nice, think Gambit nice. is playable, so that's disappointing. But, I mean, I'll probably go Wolverine or Cyclops. Uh, and then it looks like you have to fight Magneto, but if you can then unlock Magneto as a playable character, then I will definitely be doing that. Is Magneto voiced by um, Ian McKellen? Because it sounded like it. No, I don't, it sounded I, like that I don't classic, think so. Uh, oh, okay. There's it sounded no like way. that classic Magneto voice, but... <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> Um, okay, Cadence of Hyrule, which I just downloaded. I have not played today, but I did listen to the soundtrack on the way home. I was just like, yeah, on the way home from work today, I was just like, I only listened to the soundtrack. And I was like, oh, my God, this song is awesome. I did not play nice. the, like, original Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Um, but it is on sale right now on the Switch eShop for 3 bucks. But I just went ahead and spent the $25 to get the full uh, Cadence of Hyrule. And so I'm probably going to play that this weekend. Nice. Nice. Uh, did you see that or no? I I didn't. Oh, okay. No. No, that's okay. Um, there's not really much I could uh, say on that one. Oh, that's okay. Okay. Uh, then we had. I'll have to go back and look at it again. Oh, okay, that's that's cool. Then we had Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. You know, it's another one of those games. I don't know. Every time I see them, like, and I've played them before, they're okay. It's just not a game that I feel like I would ever spend money on myself. Um. I'm kind of half and half on it. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you never know. Uh, so then we got the one that uh, everyone was 
super excited for. I was all jazzed. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh yeah, I'm an Animal, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is one of those series that like I've been meaning to get into since the beginning. I haven't. Oh man. Um, but it looks fun, and everyone's just telling me like play animal crossing oh Please. man Some people are telling me like like do just go out and grab new leaf oh um, my new leaf just... okay so i am an animal crossing enthusiast uh <laughs> to, to say the least back on the gamecube i played the heck out of it It was originally on the 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 gamecube version that we got was actually they were they played on the 64 in japan right that's right yeah and so we got it on uh gamecube I played the heck out of it. I didn't play the DS one or the Wii one, and then I just went straight to New Leaf. And New Leaf is easily my favorite game on the Nintendo 3DS. I still pop it in every now and then, and I'll just play a couple days and go back and forth. I think that now having played a lot of Stardew Valley, um, I go kind of go back and forth on which I think is a better model. So, like in Stardew Valley, you know, similar type game, but you you just you can play like a day. And so it doesn't run off the system clock. It just a day lasts about like five, ten minutes. And so you can just like, oh, okay, cool. I can play a couple days. Whereas Animal Crossing runs off the system clock. So the idea is that you would just play it for ten minutes a day every day, but you can't really progress further. And so it looks like they're fixing that with this one because you would always just run out of things to do because you can only do so much in a day. And so it seems like they they said you're going to get rewarded for more things in this game and so like even stuff is like picking up weeds and or, and stuff like that you'll now get rewarded for so it'll I, I my hope is it'll give you just kind of some more stuff to do so that you're you're not just checking in every day but yeah animal crossing i'm all about for i will probably buy this digitally because i will play it so much that i just won't it's not going to be a game that i want to have sitting in my 3DS because i want i will want to play it so i'll just that way I can go back to it. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think a lot of people are um, bummed about the like late release for it, I guess. Yeah. Um, Did you that, see like, why? I, I, that's like the one. Huh? Did you see why? I actually don't know why. Okay, so it is getting a late release because Nintendo said a work-life balance is very important for us with our employees. So. Oh. Yeah, so which I'm like, that's awesome. I can wait. It's fine with me. You know what? That that's fine with me because you hear the horror stories of like what the people at like uh, Bioware went mm-hmm. through and stuff, like making like Mass Effect Andromeda and um, what was one of the last ones to come out? I think. Uh, crap! What game was it? it? It's not coming to me right now, but you know. Lately, a lot of stuff has surfaced on... Uh, oh, I think it was one of the newer Dragon Age games. Um, but, you know, a lot of stories have been surfacing about what's been happening uh, over there. So to know that Nintendo is practicing, like, this kind of, like, you know, we care about our employees thing is, like, that's, that speaks volumes. So it's like you, you're trying to treat your employees with uh, quality, and I think in turn they will put out a quality uh, game. Right. So, yeah. I think it's super cool. I think it's, you know, hey, I'm completely fine with that, though. We want to have a work-life balance. You know, Breath of the Wild got delayed a bunch of times because, like, we want to make sure it's the best game. They they completely said, we're, they said, we're starting over on Metroid Prime. It's like, I'm totally fine waiting for a game if it's, if it's good. Because how often do we play a game where, like, it was rushed? And then the game just sucks. If you make something good, it's good forever. 
when it comes to when it comes to a story, when it comes to a game. It's like I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather, like Breath of the Wild. I'll probably go back to the I mean like I'll probably go back to the Breath of the Wild like years from now. I still go back to Final Fantasy Seven. I still go back to Super Mario World. I still go back to so I still go back to Animal Crossing New Leaf. When talking about <laughs> Animal Crossing, you know, I, I every once in a while I've plugged in my old GameCube for a bit and and checked out my old town in in Animal in the original Animal Crossing. So I'm completely fine with waiting for a game, uh, to make sure it's it's good. And so I'm sure that's part of the other reason too. So. All right. Yeah, well, I consider oh, myself ahead. a patient person, so yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So then we have two big, huge final things to cover here. Yes. The new DLC character in Smash Bros. So there was one. We knew. We knew. We we were told we were getting at least one, and then we got a second one. And the teaser was hilarious you know they started with the teaser we got for king k rule who was a very requested character except king k rule was then sleeping in, in like the in the cabin uh, as donkey kong was eating <laughs> things they look out the window and they see a you know what clearly looks like uh, a certain old character from the n64 a rare character and then it's a shadow and then it's the duck hunt dog and he's laughing and i thought that was hysterical and then uh, here he comes, flies down, and basically knocks him out. And that is Banjo Kazooie is finally in Smash Brothers after all this time, after all this speculation. And it's awesome. It's just so cool to see Banjo Kazooie in Smash, where he belongs. Where it was so cleverly done, and you got that um, cast of characters from from Rare, and you know it's you know because Microsoft bought Rare. But Banjo-Kazooie is an original Nintendo character, so it was great to kind of see them work together in this to bring us a character that had been requested and wanted for probably arguably since the Melee days. Mm -hmm. And um, here it is. Um, Well, certainly. uh, Yeah, certainly. Certainly, you know, on the on on Melee, there was the big Internet rumors, right, that, that Sonic was in it. And then that wasn't true. And then Sonic was in. Right in brawl as was solid snake and so that really is what opened up the the kind of guest character thing and so you know like sonic always kind of me to me made sense because i don't know it's just like sonic felt like i could see sonic fighting mario and then at that point you know sega wasn't what it was back in the day and so all that stuff and so and Sonic, there were tons of Sonic games just on Nintendo platforms by that point and so that made sense and even solid snake i mean you could, solid snake started Right, you know, kind of on on like on Nintendo, and he was on the Twin Snakes and and stuff like that. So that one didn't feel as weird to me. But then it, with the Wii U version, we started getting everybody. We got Ryu, like Mega Man, Cloud was the one that was kind of like okay, that's kind of weird. And so then you know, then this time around, it's like all right, we got like Persona, we've gotten you know all kinds of all, all kinds of characters, and so to get Banjo. Kazooie just feels it just feels right. No, yeah, it's um been a long time coming, and I'm I I can't wait for the character to be uh, released. I just can't get over that video of the pressing up against the window and just like cruel, get cruel is so funny. Oh, just like plastered up against it with like, oh my god, I'm so ready. I am so ready. I am. Oh, I am too. Um. All right. So then, the final uh, reveal 
was what I thought was just going to be DLC, but is in fact the Breath of the Wild sequel. How about that? Yeah. Already in the works, man. <laughs> I still have to play the first one, though. Mm. Uh, so I've watched enough. I've watched enough video of the first one to just know how spectacular that that game looks I, like. I've, oh my god! I've played, I didn't I've think played we were getting a second times. Breath of the Wild. I did not think we were going to get a second one. I, I I'm glad they did because there's just there's so much more you could do with that world, and so to me it's like it's going to be the Majora's Mask of Breath of the Wild. You know, it's it's going to be a direct Ooh. sequel. You're going to get to play in the same. I mean, Breath uh, Majora's Mask doesn't play, take place in the same universe, but it uh, in the same world, I should say. But it's the same mechanics, but expanded. And so I think that is exactly what Breath of the Wild needs. Nice, nice. Now, now here's a question: Do I need to play any certain kind of Zelda game before I play Breath of the no. Wild? Oh, okay. All right. Nope. That's a you can jump right into Breath. Easy decision. You can jump. Right there, you can jump right into Breath right. of the Wild. Now, I think that I think Breath of the Wild is you would appreciate it more having played like a little bit of all of the Zeldas, just because there's references to all of them. But you can make the argument for just about all the Zeldas that there's references to all the other ones as well. So, um, I don't think that there's any Zelda game, maybe with the exception of Majora's Mask, where I would say you should play something else before it. I think you can pick any Zelda game and jump right in and have a great time. I think for the most part that's true with what Zelda games I have played, but I I just wasn't fully sure like what like the deal was with with Breath of the Wild. Nope. Though, so I figured. Nope. Why you not? jump right in. You trust me. You'll 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 love it. Kind of like it's kind of like the um the port for It's Link's Awakening, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you yeah, could, so you, could, like you know, a game pl- takes place in a whole different, um, like land. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not Hyrule, so it's like this own different story. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could pick that up and just that could play that it. could easily be your first Zelda. Same same deal with Seasons and Ages because Link is transferred to a different world, as well, in that one. Hmm. I feel like I feel like this E3 was like a real like extended long ride. It was pretty good mm-hmm. this year. So yeah, yeah, not the, a lot of yeah, good, a lot of, yeah, a lot of great stuff. Yeah, this this E3, uh, yeah, definitely like years past. I feel like E3s have just been like spectacular. This one, I felt like it was just really solid. And then the end with Nintendo was just like yes, yes, yes. So yeah, I felt Th- I felt this good. is this is the year for Nintendo. Oh, absolutely, this, this is it. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, uh, was there is there any other games that we didn't mention that you wanted to talk about, Adam? Well, I'm just gonna give like a quick shout out to uh, Monster Hunter World's um, Iceborne. Oh yeah. Um, expansion that will be coming out. You know, just um, some classic monsters in the series are returning, like Tigrix and uh, Narkakuga. So I'm excited for that, and we get a whole new um, map to explore and new weapons new armor hunters get ready we're in it for the long haul and i'm excited that it's a game that i've been debating about if i would play it or not and i ultimately decided i wasn't because it had one thing that i thought was really lacking and it was something that the series had built on but fallout 76 is finally getting human npcs human characters in fallout i always felt like were 
a real part of the world building and fallout when you're traveling you always want to talk to the characters you run into it helps build on the lore but really in 76 most of the characters that you would talk to in this game that were human were just players so it was kind of like i thought to myself i don't know why you would do that like so it kind of makes me think to myself yeah you know what i might give 76 a shot now that they're putting um, NPCs to give it more of like that classic uh, Fallout feel to it. So yeah, that's it for me, really. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, guys, uh, it was a ton of fun. Uh, as always, I always love having Adam on the show because I think, you know, we always just have so much fun talking about games. And you and I, you, oh, thanks, you and I, man. yeah, you and I always talk for about five hours anyway before we, before we start recording about anything and <laughs> I everything. Know, so we, we got a show to do. We realize. Yeah, we're always like, <laughs> oh yeah, we did it. We probably should start recording. It's great. So, uh, Adam, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on um, Twitter and Instagram at uh, King of Funk Style. Okay. Uh, you can find me anywhere on the internet at Super Games Bros. Uh, I run a various number other of podcasts at this point. It's getting uh, back to being quite quite a lot, but uh, you can check out all of those there. If you certainly if you follow me on Twitter. So, all right. Uh, as always, guys, thanks. 